end, he says, respect your husband. Mm-hmm. He knew they gonna struggle with the respect in them at times. That's why he told them, your job is to respect your husband. Not your boyfriend? Your husband. Not your, not, not, not your side nigga? Your husband. Not your coworker friend, even though he does have a girlfriend? Your husband. Okay, I was trying to clarify just to make sure. Okay, go. Oh, and not your work husband, your husband. Come on, Mike. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love my job. And podcast, everybody. We are your humble, holy, and happy host. This is Mike. And yo, this is boy Rock. So today we're just gonna, we're just gonna shoot the breeze, guys. And oh no, my stand! Oh, my mic stand's falling. Oh, Jesus! Be a, be a fence! Be a fence! What in the world? Oh my goodness! Come on, Mike. Put us. need to put a. Look, I told you about about buying stuff from Family Dollar, okay? First of all, that's not it. It's my desk. I have a, uh, you know how you have these locks for like mm-hmm. you, you interlock something, and then yeah. you, like you you would push this uh like circular thing in there and then just twist it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I lost it when I was building mm-hmm. this, and mm-hmm. it's made everything become uneasy. So I just need to put screws in at this point and just drill them in because this is messing up. Anyway, ah, um, screw it. Get it? Screw it. Everybody, I'm mad at Rodney right now. Just want to put that out there. So if it sounds like there's any, man, what's going on with those two today? Yeah. Yeah, guys, I was a little... um, He's on friendship probation. I'm on friendship probation right now. But, you know, it's like a boomerang. You know, your boy will always come back. hey yo. Yeah, after this diss track comes out. It's gonna be a holy diss track. No comment. <laughs> okay, no, okay. No comment. So I want to get into something, right? So, so Come peek on. behind the curtain, guys. So like, the, we have a friend group for everybody that was on the cruise with us, and we do a Bible study every Thursday. Mm-hmm. And this last thir- so we've been in Ephesians, and this last Thursday we did Ephesians five. Right. Um, And, you know, a lot of and we were talking about the end of Ephesians 5, starting at verse 22, right, where it talks about wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body and is himself its savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself with splendor, without spot or wrinkle for any such thing, that she might be holy without blemish. And in the same way, and in the same way, husbands, I'm sorry, Christina just takes me back. Husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who lo- loves his wife loves himself. For no one for no one ever hates his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it. Just as Christ does the church because we are members of his body. Therefore, a man shall leave his mother and father and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. The mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself and let each wife see that she respects her husband. So, the word of God. Um, because there's different versions, different interpretations with different things, right? This is one of those scriptures and then the next chapter actually is going to have another one uh, of scriptures that people try to use against the church to try and insinuate that the church is just this patriarchy that oppresses women and 
you know, and everything else that goes in that part. The next chapter has a the part in it where people try to say it's a white supremacist religion, even though the first church was in Ethiopia. Ah, so Rodney, how you feel about this? Let's just talk about the wives and husbands part first. Uh um. By the way, y'all, Rodney sorry. finally got on after a month of not being of us doing it for the Bible study. First of all, our guests in our family does not know what um, I have attended, would not attend it. So that's the first thing I'm going to say. But, yeah, well, I just told him, airing it out. Yeah, you did. Okay, fine. Don't say nothing when I out your dirty laundry, okay? Hey, so anyways, like cool. I'm airing hey, out grievances. Air out yours too, then. I'm, I'm seeing. You know, you know, the truth will set you free. But make, make you free. Look. Tomato, tomato, potato, no, potato. There's, there's a big difference. Let me explain that one. Oh, my gosh. Let me explain. You're throwing us off track, that. Mike. I know. We're going to get back on track. But let me explain that one for everybody out there, too, right? Say you got a dog. Bark, bark. You put this dog on a leash, right? And it's whole, It's for, for years now, it's been on this leash. So it knows it can only go this far in the yard. And it never can go fast that since it was a puppy. It's a grown dog now. Now, you've done this again since it was a baby puppy. Now it's a grown dog. You take the leash off. The dog still only goes to the perimeter of where that leash allowed him to go. You've set the dog free, but he still held bondage in his mind. That's what being made free speaks of. You can be physically set free from something or let's say sin, right? You can be set free from sin. And that's what preaching does, right? Preaching sets people free. You hear a word, it convicts you, you get your deliverance from it, whatever, right? Not whatever, but you get your deliverance and everything, right? You've been set free from it. And in a couple months, you're back in the same process with that same sin. Why? Because your mind has not been made free. And being made free comes from the word. It comes from teaching. So those are the differences. Now, back to husbands. Love your wives. Wives, submit to your husbands. Okay. So just from my recollection, what was the question about the husbands and wives again? No, just what you think about it, bro. Come on, break it down. Okay, yeah, for sure. Definitely... Just because I am a man, I do want to speak about the whole submissive part. Well, honestly, I do want to talk about what we've spoken about before, and and my, I do think you will agree. When it comes to submission, submission is almost a cuss word in today's society because I do believe a lot of women have trouble or a blurred line to what submission is or what it means. Um, majority of the times when people think about submission, they think about, yo, at the snap of my finger, when I come home, I expect a sandwich. I want my shower ran. I want my food on the table. Make sure it's hot at a 375 degree temperature. Make sure you sex me down good and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I want that gaga 3000 as soon as I get home. Nah, I mean, make sure the kids put to bed. And it's a whole routine that is almost not um natural if if i want to say that um i do think like i just want to put that out there like submission like i think that's what i want to put on i want to turn on it's uh, some, the submission part because i do believe i do believe a lot of women do want to submit but i do believe the right person has to be submitted to i think and this is my opinion correct correct me if i'm wrong i think a lot of women in the past, they have submitted to the wrong guy, and because they have went through a process of submitting to the wrong person, they went through a toxic relationship, or it didn't work out how they planned. So now, in their mind, they have planned the idea of I'm not going to submit to no other person unless they're unless I feel like it. But compared to if it's that person who God has ordained you to be, and out of that love that you received from God. And it overflows. Now you give that love to that 
person who he has ordained you to be with, now it's easy for you to submit because it's, it's out of love and not out of obligation. So that's why mainly this mission part, I kind of, I'm gravitating more towards because I do believe like nowadays relationships is more transactional instead of transformational. Where to the point where it's like, I'm, I'm only doing this if he does this. Or vice versa, hey, I'm only doing this if she does this. So it's like, there has to, love has to be the foundation of everything if you're going to give yourself to a person. Like, you know, no, you know how to say, you know, how the word says, no, no, like, like God is love and love is God. Like, you can't give somebody something if it's not in you already. I can't love my girlfriend or I can't love my wife if it's not already in me. Or it's like, if I don't see that same love from God as he's given me, I can't give that to another person. Mm -hmm. I'm only conforming to the world and giving what I think is right compared to the other person. And that's where like it waves. That's why you can't conform to the world because the world is based off of um, seasonal or um, transitions or it's to the point where it's like, it's, it's not of stern or firm foundation. It's only getting to the point where like, I'm only doing it because culture says, hey, this is cool if you do this. If your man does not take you around the world and spends his wad on you to go on vacations, it's it's a big rigor Ramon. It's like, it gets to the point where like, yo, you have to give her that, agape, like we said this on, on the Bible study on Thursday, it has to be that agape love, that God love that you give to that person. Because really, when you give that person that, that God love, it's not you. It's not you giving that love to that person. It's that Holy Spirit within you that's giving you that love. It's that grace. It's that unmerited. It's that no record of wrongdoing. You're unconditionally giving you that person because that's what God placed inside of you and giving that to that person. So when it comes to submission, that's really what submission is. Like It's it's really you giving that love to that person and it, it's out of love as, as well. So that's what I get from that when it comes to that point of view type of thing. Okay. All right. So I think, I think first off we have to, we really got to start, we got to look at uh, a couple of things, right? Mm -hmm. So you really need to look at where certain things come from origins, right? So Mm -hmm. first off, I think it's note, uh, the church in Ephesus was in the Ottoman empire. It was in modern-day Turkey. All right? So you have a lot of idolaters and sexual perversion and different things of, like, uh, that were not biblical, that were not of God, right? You have um, women who were very strong-willed and, you know, you know, didn't do certain things, and a lot of, you know, just disorder so keep that in mind when he's writing to them because he writes to every church depending on the problems they have or the issues they're confronting finally let's look up the word submission in greek because paul was writing this in greek to them all right so the word submission does not mean obey in greek the Greek word for obey or obedience is hupoko, which means to listen or to hearken to. Submission, hupotasso, means to get under and lift up or to put in order. So when you look at the, the, the role of a woman in the household, right? We always say this, what is a woman supposed to do for her husband, right? She's supposed to help push him forward we say that all the time right because this is what we believe where does that come from what does it come from that she's supposed to be the one propel him forward it's biblical god made eve out of adam to push adam into his destiny to push adam further right and we gotta look at that to it to to it it's not it's not obedience it's not getting it's not saying listen to every word i say again it's a different word for that in greek it literally means to get under and lift up or to put in order 
So when he's telling them, submit to your husbands, he's meaning get behind them. And not behind them as in your second class citizen. He means back up your husbands, support your husbands. And be put your household in order. Which is why if you look in the word, in the scripture before, after he says, submit to your husbands, right? Mm-hmm. He says the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church and the Savior. So if he's telling them to put in order, right, get yourself in order, and he's saying the head is the head, the husband's the head of the house, then what he's saying is your husband is the head of your house. Get yourself in order behind that and push him forward, lift him up. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's not even talking about the, what they think, and it's like a, a misogynistic thing, or it's a, it's trying to just control women, and this is just a patriarchy. That's not what it is at all. Mm-hmm. That's not what he's saying. So that's why I think a lot of times, like we can't just read the word; you have to study and interpret it, mm-hmm. because you have to remember how long ago this was written and what original language a lot of this stuff was written in. Mm-hmm. Right. And, so, yeah, mm-hmm. and I'll just just to add one more thing that I think definitely, and this is something I do personally. I do ask for the Holy Spirit guidance as I'm studying. I do believe sometimes when we do study things, our own lean on our own understanding of something, it can lead more towards that. Um, I do believe ask for the Holy Spirit guidance and ask for revelation as we are reading it. That's definitely the part in it as well. Most definitely. And then one part I like is, so he tells her, the husband afterwards, love your wife. Now, both of these things, when he tells the wife to submit and the husband to love his wife, these are not optional. These are commands that he's telling them to do, right? Mm -hmm. And he keeps bringing it back to Christ in the church. And he says, you know, at the end, this mystery is profound. And I'm saying that it refers to Christ in the church. So what he's telling you is your marriage is supposed to reflect Christ's marriage to the body. Mm. You're right. We, we're, You're su- right. We're, we're, under, we're under Christ. We're submitted to him. Mm-hmm. It's not slavery. It's not oppression. Mm-hmm. It's love. In return, Christ loves us. He gave himself up for us. Mm-hmm. So when you look at it, when he says for the man to, what, to be like Christ in the church and treat her, his wife, like Christ treated the church, like they always want to focus on him saying, wives, get behind your husband, support him. But no one wants to talk about what it really means for the husband to love his wife as Christ loved the church. Because mm-hmm. when you start really looking and comp- like, and, and you don't really want to compare everything, but when you compare the two, like. What's harder to do, really? To Ask lift Christ somebody up, to get behind them, or to show the kind of love that Christ did for the church? But yet we want to focus on it because of a word that was used on how it was translated. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the translation, it was not the, tra- the the word for submission in Greek is completely different than what was used. That's not the mm-hmm. word he used. So. We have to, we got to actually read. And if you look, even if in that same scripture, when you read towards the end, right? In the last verse, he summarizes it. He summarizes it in one kind of long sentence, right? <laughs> and he says, however, let each one of you love his wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. So he summarizes what he was saying. And then goes ahead and clarifies a little further on what he was saying about the wife. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, he didn't come back and double down and say, yeah, fall on your knees, do what he said. Respect your husband. Mm-hmm. That's it. Wives, respect your husband. Get behind him and push him forward. Help him. Cultivate what he can give you. Build your household. The things that the word says about a wife all throughout the scripture. This mm-hmm. is what you're supposed to be doing. Husbands, it's more than just protecting and giving a roof over her head. 
Mm-hmm. It's about the kind of love that you give her. And sure. Paul saying these things, when you look at it, he didn't have to tell his the husband to respect his wife. He didn't tell the husband to uh, push her forward. He didn't tell the wife to love her husband. Now, why is that? Because we don't, because he, he was dealing with what they struggled with. Husbands are going to struggle to love their wives as Christ loved the church. Mm-hmm. Wives are going to struggle to push their husbands forward to get behind him and everything to like in all his decisions to back him up, to respect him. We still see that problem today in today's society with uh, marriages and relationships. Mm-hmm. So he was addressing the issues, the things that were going to be difficult. But if you look at it, bro, in a marriage, all of that's supposed to go both ways. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and I think Pastor David hit on it when he was on the podcast. Like, submission goes both ways. You're supposed to be submitted to her, and she submitted to you, right? Mm-hmm. And she's supposed to love you, and you're supposed to love her. But again, mm-hmm. she ain't gonna have an issue showing being loving her husband. Women mm-hmm. are more emotional than men. Yeah. But in this case, also when you look at it, it's talking about an action. Right. Love's action. Definitely, definitely for sure. Um, it's definitely, even though, I mean, I will say this, people in today's, today's society, they will relate love to being a feeling, but love is definitely an action. Like, you'll never know, i say, for example, Mike, you won't know your mom truly loves you until she does something for it for you. You wouldn't know your mom loves you like if you're a kid. You wouldn't know your mom loves you if she touched you in the night. You wouldn't know if your mom loved you if she didn't cook dinner. You wouldn't know if mom loved you if she made sure you got to school on time. You wouldn't I think step further, you wouldn't know if mom loved you if she disciplined you. It's through actions where love is proven. Even with Christ. We we know let's be honest, we know how much Jesus loved us until he died on the cross for our sins. That's when, like, yo. Like in the Bible, it's like God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. It's out of that love He was able to give something that He knew He couldn't, that He knew that was one of a kind. Yeah. So it's the same thing in return. Like when you're a husband and wife, you have to reciprocate that same type of love where it's reciprocated. And there's no I'm I'm a man, so it has to be better than this. You're a woman, it has to be less than this. No, like even like in the word word that's like the anchor scripture from what it's today, from what I'm assuming. Submission goes both both ways. It takes love for the relationship to survive. Like men, you're gonna have to do things that's against your natural desire to do. But hey, if she wants to do date night to do to learn learn the bachata, okay, let me do that. Wives, if your husband's love language, hey. I want to chill down and, and just watch watch the game. If that's what you want to do, if that's what he, he gets most love, you have to do that. Love is, and many people don't want to hear this, love is sacrificial. It's going to have to do things that you don't feel like doing. But it's like, at the end of the day, like, you're going to have to, and especially if God has ordained that, you have to obey. And sometimes I think many people do get this kind of misconstrued, Mike. It's like, Anything that God commands you to do, it's not going to feel feel good. I think as humans, we do rely more on our feelings more than obedience. Bro, we bug, we bugging with that. And then like, and this is me speaking personally. I'm not trying to talk to y'all as if I don't know what I'm doing. Look, I do the same thing. If I don't feel it, I'm like, God, you wrong. A, B, C, and D. But you have to like, you have to realize, like, yo, yeah, Rodney's like, super emotional. I'm look. I ain't gonna hide it. I ain't gonna hide. It. I'm definitely emotional. I'm definitely sensitive. I'm definitely an empath. But sauce. I mean, I don't consider it weak. I consider it that's what you know. You no, know, one of the gifts that God has given me is the spirit of of, of empathy. But you know, that's either here or there. But softness. Anyways, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yo, it's like you got to like you know, submission is not just a a gender thing. 
submission is not just a gender thing. It's something that you do out of love. Like, you know, God is love and definitely, you know, don't be ashamed to, you know, especially like for me personally, like I don't mind showing a person who is important in my life love. Like, it don't got to be like a partner. It can be my mom. It can be my brother, my sister, my friend at work. Shoot, Mike, it can even be you. One day I could just bless you with $200. Hey, hey, Mike, I love you. Here is two $200. Oh, it doesn't mean. Are you trying to get out this diss track? I mean, it might work. Any, anyway, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie; it would probably work. Like it look, might be like it, it'll take some of the sting out of it. Too, no, some no, of the sting it'll out take of the it. whole thing away. You <laughs> 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 like distract what? What distract? Erase, erase, a little erase. But nah, like that's 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 what like love is. Like no, it's like. Giving that person that grace and that attention that, you know, it may not be deserved or nothing like that, but it's like, yo, it's because I got this much love for you. I'm going to do it regardless of what you, you've done to me. And that's really what, what submission is. Like, it's like, for for example, and I think, and I definitely told a lot of female friends this, um, people who I consider, like, you know, just like, like sisters. Like, I ain't going to say it like that, but people who, no, who I do. Could, not female. Oh right! Oh yeah! I, I apologize. I apologize. You're gonna get um, Christina mad. Nah, look, she'll be in the comments right now. Females. Um, but um, women friends of mine who are in that category, I do like. I said they come to me for advice and things and things of that nature, and say I have a, a hard time submitting to that person. Number one, you submit to your husband. That's the first thing. And the second, second thing is, a woman can't submit to what she does not respect but see and that's why the second that but see that's the kicker rodney we still talking about submission even though it's been verified that it wasn't submission that he's talking about mm. not in that way mm -hmm. it wasn't actually submission that's not the same word come on now and so and that's why he in the end he says respect your husband mm-hmm he knew they gonna struggle with the respect in them at times. And that's why he mm -hmm. told them, "Your job is to respect your husband, not your boyfriend, your husband, not your not not, not your side nigga, your husband, not your coworker friend. You know he does have a girlfriend. Your husband. Okay, I was trying to clarify just to make sure. Okay, go. Oh, and not your work husband, your husband. Come on, Mike." <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love my job. I'm just saying, like, it, it, he goes through the whole thing. Cause and here, look, bro, he he goes through the whole thing about marriage, right? When he says there, let you know, therefore let man, therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and they too shall become one flesh. Man, let me move back in with my mom and pops, man. One flesh. Y'all get married and become one. Y'all are not in God's eyes separate entities like that anymore. Y'all are one flesh. Y'all are one. Mm -hmm. Nah, for real, no facts. Um, definitely that that one. And and I see like that's a lot of things that I'm seeing trouble with today, society. Mike is like I'm seeing a lot of people doing marriage duties when they're not married. Come on. And I, and I do think that's where most people fall short at, and they, quote unquote, give up all relationships, and they go down a bad spiral because you're you're trying to do marriage duties when you're not in covenant, and I think that's when things such as you know moving in when you're not married, when shacking up, when you're sh shacking up, and then when you are doing certain things such as is is a whole list. It can, it's a, Mike, it's a whole list that people do when you're doing wifely or husband duties when you're not a wife or a husband. No, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, like I said before, I will never speak on what I've never been through. I, I'm the poster child of just saying, saying I didn't do dumb stuff. All right, so this is what I think about that, right? So some people, I, I think we need to, I, the, the problem is, I think, is people identify wife and Lines. husband duties differently. Their it's... lines are all over the place, right? Some people might say, I'm not cooking for no man unless he's my husband. Mm -hmm. Which I'm like, well, you saying that you don't, you never cook for a friend of yours that might be a guy? Mm -hmm. I like to eat. 
Uh, yeah, because listen, I had a friend that said that before, and she cooked for me, and I was like, well, what about you? Oh, well, you just my friend. I'm talking about no guy I'm dating. And I'm like, wait a second. So you telling me that the guy you dating will come over and see me eating your cooking, Dang. but you refuse to cook for him? If that don't make me mad, I don't know what would. And you don't think he not going to feel some type of way about it? He would. Like, listen, everyone draws their line at certain things, right? But let's be real. Something that should be online. Uh, Sex. It's not a line for a lot of people. should be a line. That's that's one of the lines in the Bible. Like, we got to look at in the Bible and see what is uh, uh, what is a what is the prerequisite of marriage required in order to do? What are things that are marriage things, right? Having mm-hmm. children, living together, woman making a house. Like it tells a woman a lot of the duties she's supposed to be doing throughout the word. Like look in Proverbs 31, right? Mm-hmm. Look at different examples of women in the Bible. These are uh, look at this scripture right here. These are things that the 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 wow that just stuttered. <laughs> the come um, on Moses. The <laughs> the, the, the the blueprint has been laid. They've they've already told you different things that you can do, what that you're supposed to do. As a married person in covenant, like if you're a wife, right? Um, there's examples out there for everything. So we need to look at the word. And then if you want to mm-hmm. draw your own lines after that and put extra things on, that's fine. Yeah. But these are things you're supposed to do. Like, for example, like I heard some foolishness before. Tell me. I'm interested. And, and, and look, look, and I, I'm doing, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing, an, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a listen to Pastor, I'm a, I'm a listen to David and Pastor Keisha on this. Like you know, he always talking about, yeah, he learning not to drop names. I'm definitely not dropping the name for this one. All right, come on now. I've had a lady tell me before mm-hmm. that she ain't praying for no man unless she that if that's not gonna be her husband. Excuse me, dog. When I tell you, I was like, huh? We was pray for everybody. I'm sorry. Huh? And like, and like, yo, what's we to say? He's like, Rrr? I was like, you're not going, huh? We was pray for everybody. I was confused. I was really confused, dog. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't understand where your logic's coming from right now. <laughs> because like. We're we're supposed to pray for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like that has no like and she was like, Well, I'm not praying for no man. And I was like I don't I don't I really don't get where you're coming from. And I, I really tried to get her to explain because maybe I'm like, maybe you mean like specifically you're not praying for certain things about a dude, which even then that shouldn't be the case. And she mm-hmm. was like, No, I'm seriously I'm not gonna talk about a man in my prayers and I was like, All right, you're out of order. That sounds like pride in my opinion or like you think you you think you're too good not to pray for somebody yeah i was like all right you're you're out of order let the word mm-hmm. you're supposed to pray for everyone you're supposed to even pray for your enemies so like i'm telling you i'm telling you so where do you think like that you just cool not like praying for a dude just because it's sex like what so yeah different people have lines drawn in different places but mm-hmm. i mean like you pick what you, i guess pick what lines you want to draw but biblically mm-hmm. speaking there are things you shouldn't do until you're married shouldn't mm-hmm. live together shouldn't be sleeping together wife you're not supposed to be quote-unquote submitted unto a man in the way that they're talking about in here husbands mm-hmm. you're not supposed to love her as you know, the way that it's speaking of in here, until we are one flesh. Mm-hmm. Like, and now here's the thing: you can start. I guess you know people start doing some of these things when they're engaged. Only thing I would say to that is, engaged isn't married. Mm-hmm. 
But even still, like, all right, you want to get behind your man while you guys are engaged and everything. You want to lift to start supporting him and everything like that. That's great. Okay, fine. Y'all getting married. I mean, again, the sex thing, I mean, y'all should be waiting. But I understand, like, people just don't want to do that anymore. They be horny. You should. But you should. Well, hold up. Isn't self-control one of the fruits of the spirit? It is. It definitely is. Um, Last I checked... <laughs> Last I checked, if you need it, you, the Holy Spirit is there. Last I checked, the word said, flee from temptation. Cash your cares. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> we got an example of that in Genesis on how to flee from temptation. Man, Joseph left Bucky naked. That man took off running so fast. He said, oh, no. He said, no, 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 no. Not over here. He was like, I'm a virgin. You trying to take my cookie. Right. You blown somebody else, man. I'm, I'm out of here. Bye, Miss Parker. Straight up. Not for real, though. But yeah, we should, like, that. that's that's really how I feel about all that, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, definitely. Let's, let's, all right, let's move on to chapter six real quick. Let's do this. Because this is the other verse I want to hit on, right? Because people want to talk about this around so first off in the beginning of chapter chapter six opens up and this is crazy right great children obey your parents in the lord for this is right honor your mother and father for this is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land fathers do not provoke your children to anger but bring them up in discipline and instruction in the lord now first off that is the first commandment with promise because you know and it's i think it's the fourth commandment because the first one is, you know, uh, first is uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your might, you know, all that. I am the Lord your God. You have none before me. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Don't put nothing before God. Number two, don't create idols. Number three, don't say the Lord's name in vain. I think a lot of people have a problem with number three. And two, to Guilty. be honest. Two and three. Number four, children obey your parents and your life will be long. I'm summarizing. This is how I remember them, by the way. (laughs) Um, That's a promise. He told you, obey your parents and your life will be long. However, you disobey your parents. That can't be said about you anymore. Um... And the second part of that being fathers don't provoke your children to anger but or wrath, in another translation, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. I want to dive into that part real quick, Rodney. So, first off, I think when it says fathers, I think, yeah, they're talking about fathers specifically because fathers mothers typically don't provoke their kids to anger because mothers are nurturers and guys dads are too are disciplinarians and sometimes a little too much too harsh um when it says don't provoke them to anger right i think it's talking about first off being fair being fair to your kids uh, how many times do we see like kids that feel like they're not heard in the house? Their parents are just being unfair. They're just assuming, jumping to conclusions or whatever. And you see what happens with those kids and how they turn out. They're angry and, you know, what so far and so forth, right? Um, so I think that's part of it. But I think another part of not provoking your children to anger is also being there for them. How many angry young young men do we have out here right now because there's no father in the household? A lot. Definitely a lot. So I think that provoking them to anger comes in multiple forms, and I think one of the forms is also actually being there and loving your kids. Um... It also says to bring them up in discipline and instruction in the Lord. So you have you're supposed to teach your kids, right? 
you're supposed to teach them how to you're supposed to teach them the laws and the statutes and everything because everything starts at home training right like the kids the first their first teachers are going to be their parents so you're supposed to bring them up in the lord and we have examples of people in the bible who did not do that eli did not do that so god instead of god could not make his sons the next judges so he grafted in a surrogate son in samuel and Samuel became the next judge and was raised in the Lord through Eli. And then Eli, because he didn't do what he was supposed to do, God killed him in his whole line. Him, his sons, his son's wives, and his son's kids killed all of them in a swoop. Because Eli didn't do his job. David didn't do his job. And look what happened. His house was split and divided. You know, we have a lot of examples of fathers not doing what this says right here and bringing them up in instruction and bringing them up in discipline. We have examples of them doing so. Clearly, Jesse brought David up in discipline and instruction in the Lord. Because David was di very disciplined. He was very and he knew the Lord. You know, uh, David's children that ended up becoming to be the rulers of Judah, his line, for the most part, were all disciplined in, in the Lord. So we see the pro we see what happens when you obey God and do that. And we see what happens when you don't do that. Um, what you think about all that, Rodney? Yeah, you definitely have to have discipline because. Discipline brings guidance, and with guidance, there comes a standard. Um, for example, if we didn't have the Bible or God's instruction, we'll definitely just be running around with chickens with our heads cut off doing what we want, want to do. And one thing I always say, and this is my own personal quote, um, I always say, do you know how much the Bible can save us from? based off of the warnings and what God told us what not to do, it can save us from so much from doing dumb decisions. Um, so same thing with a parent. Like a parent will always discipline a child, not because it's out of hatred or malicious intent, but it's out of love because you don't want to see your child going down the wrong road. Even from a child standpoint, you know, you know, one of my favorite movies is is house party for those who don't know the, the movie it's about a kid who's trying to go to a house party in in the hood that's pretty much that in, in a nutshell but a i mean that's ah, funny kid. it's funny because his name was kid ah yeah, no but I'll say, man. come on okay yeah so in the movie his character was in high school so his dad did not want him to go to a house party because number one because he did have incident at school where they got him in trouble but it's also because he knew certain thugs were going to be at that party and girls went at that party so he wanted to make sure he would stay out of trouble same thing with, with god he does not want us to participate and involved or even get into the same proximity as some things where it can rub us the wrong way um so discipline is definitely important for for anybody with discipline I forgot what motivational speaker said this, but they, they said discipline is doing something that you don't want to do, but you still do it anyway. Tony Robbins. Yeah, let's go Tony, Tony, Tony Robbins. I so don't know. He, I just threw out a motivational speaker. I'm weak. What sounds like it sounds like something he'd say, I guess. It could have been anybody in the world. Yeah, Tony Robbins. <laughs> Bro, I that like could have been anybody. Voice. No, yo, Tony, Tony Robbins got that voice. If you wake up in the morning, like you like three a.m., he say, "Get up, get up, trying to get up, get active. You go do it anyway. You would get up like using the military." But um, but yeah, yo, yo, that's facts. It's like discipline is not for punishment; it's for for protection. And that's somehow how you got to raise raise your child. It's not out of punishment; it's out of protection because. You don't want to see your child going down a road that leads to destruction. Um, 
like I said, whether they receive that or not, but it is for the best. Um, so I'm not against it. Um, I do believe, you know, I believe the core anchor of everything is love. You do have a good balance between love and discipline. They can't give too much love because then they'll they'll overwalk you, or it can give discipline, or you're going to be too hard on them. It has to be an equal balance to make sure that the goal is set in place to the point where they do understand what you're doing. Um, so that's where I'm coming from when it comes to, to that. You have to be disciplined to raise up a child, or they have to be disciplined to raise up a child. Okay. So uh, let's move on. So the next part, right? And this is where people will try to say that Christianity is a white man's religion that's just made to oppress black people and it's to try to keep us down, man. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And that part is starting at verse 5. Bond servants. Now, in the King James Version, this is why I say it's important to read versions and to also actually study it and look up where certain words came from because in the king james it says slaves but that word isn't actually slaves in greek it's actually the word is for bond servants right it speaks of people who are indentured servants Mm -hmm. so you know like how people you you working off a debt basically um Obey your earthly masters and with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart, as you would Christ. Not by the way of eye service as people pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, rendering service with a good will as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatever good anyone does, this he will receive back from the Lord. Whether he's a bondservant or is free, masters do the same to them and stop your threatening, knowing that he is who is both their master and yours is in heaven and that there is no partiality with him. Mm. So first off, it ain't talking about slaves like people want to like the way people think it is like. Um. And I'm actually about to look up the, 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 uh, I'm actually about to look up the, I'm actually about to look up the scripture. Because I believe in like I think it's like Deuteronomy they give rules for this anyway Rodney go ahead and go ahead and uh go ahead and uh expand upon what you believe in all that right now while I look this up. Is that what you want to do? Wait, Mike, I'm lost. What, 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 what do I'm lost. All right, cool. So check this out, right? Check it. All right, so first off, I was telling you to go ahead and speak on that scripture. Just for the people in the back, what was the scripture again? Oh, Lord. Do it for the people in the back. People in the back that ain't paying attention? Pretty much. Yeah, they're probably on their phone watching TikTok. Oh wow. Anyway, um <clears throat> I was saying that it's talking about the bond servants and everything, right? And that mm-hmm. the way he was talking was uh there's people who were hired to do, you know, hired on to pay a debt and whatever. Um So first off first off even in Deuteronomy, right? So God doesn't not allow them to actually have slaves. 
They're allowed to have servants. They're allowed to take wives from enemy nations and stuff like that. They're not allowed to have slaves. And they're not even allowed to, if I remember correctly, they're not allowed to take Hebrews as bond servants either. But let's go ahead and look at this, right? So, miscellaneous laws. Chapter uh, chapter 23, verse 15. If a slave is taken refuge with you, do not hand them over to their master. Let them live among you wherever they like in whatever town they choose. Do not oppress them. So he doesn't even let you take, he's not even telling you to give up back slaves from other nations that ran away. If a slave runs away from their master and gets into your land, let them live among you wherever they want and do not oppress them. And definitely. So what are your thoughts on that? And as you're reading the scripture. Um, well, for me, it reads for me, I think it's kind of just cut and dry mm-hmm. because it's not talking about actual slaves. God does not do slavery. Jesus did not approve of slavery. And the law prohibits it. So, like, if he doesn't allow slavery, then why would he talk about you having slaves? Because he's not. That's why I was talking about bond servants and whatnot, right? Because we're, they're not supposed to have slaves, but they were allowed to have basically indentured servants. Um... And um, you're supposed to, and if you're going to be a, if you're a bond servant, what it's saying is be respectful to the master of the house. Listen to what they say and do your service unto them as if you're doing it for God. So he's basically saying, do everything you're supposed to do and do it cheerfully. Do it like you're doing it for God. Mm -hmm. Right. Fulfill your service and your time that you're supposed to be doing this. And I think it's very important because he doubles. He goes back and tells the masters also. Do the same to them. Stop your threatening. Knowing that. The one who is both of their masters, yours and theirs, is in heaven, and there's no partiality with him. So basically, God's saying, I'm not favoring either one of you over the other. Just because you're the master don't mean you get special treatment. You're not above them, basically, when God's eyes. So it's it's little things like that in the word for me that, like I said, I, I think the the. I think the overall premise of this podcast is don't read the word, study the word. Because little things like that slip through the cracks, because, again, it's been translated many times. So it was translated out of Greek to English, which is not a perfect translation because Greek has words for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and we have. And because it's not a perfect translation, we have a lot of uh, different interpretations of different things because the Greek has multiple words for everything, right? And again, mm-hmm. and again, we uh, we 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 oh Jesus, oh I'm so sorry. It's getting late. We love y'all. We do. Study a word. It's not a perfect <laughs> translation. You got to study it. Everything different. That's why we have so many different versions of the Bible. 
with them breaking down and explaining things, whether you're trying to read Amplified, Amplified Classic, or if you're NIV, NLT. If you're like me and you like the ESV, or if you're like a, I'm a King James or New King James person because I got to have King James just because this is the official Bible of America. And it's like, actually, the most widespread Bible now in America is the NIV. Like, internationally, it's actually an NIV. Because, again, King James Version, the reason, the reason it was named the King James Version, you want to know why? Because it was tra- that was that version specifically was translated for the king of England, King James, and sent to him. For him. That's why it's named the King James for it's just a translation. Y'all, we gotta get up off of our get up off of these pedestals of holding one translation and saying this is the, the overall truth of everything and there's nothing else. Because again, they're translations. Y'all don't speak Greek. Nobody speaks Aramaic. None of y'all speak Aramaic. Uh, None of y'all speak ancient Hebrew either. Uh -uh. And that's the one that's really difficult. The whole Old Testament was written in ancient Hebrew for the most part and had to be translated to Greek because that's the closest thing they could get to it. And then from Greek, it was translated to English or whatever other language. And we already talked about the issues that you can, that I'm sorry, not issues, but the challenges that you can run into when it comes to the Greek language going to English because it's not a perfect translation. So you have something, let's say the Old Testament translated twice and it's not a perfect translation either way. So let's study guys. Let's be studiers of the word. Let's be studious. You guys could study in school, study the word. That's right. And until then, you know, we love y'all. We pray for y'all. Please pray for us. Pray for Rodney, especially. Pray for him to get off of probation. Um, Please do. Please do. Again, y'all can, you know, y'all know the deal. Like, comment, subscribe. You know, please drop a comment. Send us a drop a recommendation or email us, you know, Godman Podcast, the Godman Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you also find us on the socials of the same same name, IG, Tiki Tiki Taka, Tiki 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 Taka, Tiki Tok, Facebook. I think that's it. So, yeah, then <laughs> we're also on YouTube. Oh, Ronnie, speaking of YouTube, I, the YouTube actually does like straight podcasts now, so I'm going to have to actually put that on there, too, as a podcast as well as the video. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. Double work. Technology. Double work. I'll get to that soon. Uh, I think what I'm going to do with that is I'm going to see if I can't. I'm going to see if I can't just upgrade it, upload it through our what do you call it. But anyway, anything else you want to say, Rodney, before we get out of here? Actually, um, nah, just know that thank you for rocking with us. Thank you for listening to our content. Thank you for digesting. Thank you for even laughing with us, man. Like, you know, I love doing this. I love doing it with the person who's near and dear to my heart, and I couldn't ask for a better person to do it with. Thank you all for rocking with us. We're almost in our 40s in this episode, so, you know, it's been a blessing. Oh, my God. We're really close. We're really close, man. Yeah. So, thank you all for rocking with us, man. It's been a long time coming. And that's pretty much it for real. All right. And uh, this Friday, we'll have our new co-host on. Yeah, yeah guys. Yeah, we we got new co-hosts, man. It's not going to be just us two no more. We're not just, not just Rodney and DeMichael, but we also got a third person coming in. And who's that third person, Mike? Or are you going to wait some until? feminine energy. Well, they already know or... it's Christina. Yeah, so We've it's said Christina. It yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, it's with Christina, man. Yeah, we know we're bringing another beautiful vessel to come join our podcast man you know yes you know, beautiful vessel you know you know you know, the word says man um a three quarter is not easily broken so yeah you know we're definitely gonna add someone on man this is actually y'all that's very true anyway deuce see you